Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Erdix, and I'm back after a two-week hiatus. Thank you, Terry, Yay! for taking over. <laughs> Terry is very not happy not to be alone anymore. <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> anyway, as you probably guessed, I had to pay attention your... for the whole half hour, Nicole. That's right. <laughs> the heat is off. <laughs> anyway, I'm one of your hosts for this show, and I'm a parent inclusion teacher and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And as you probably already know, here is Terry joining me this morning as my co-host, not the uh, sole host of the show. So Yay. hi, Terry. I gather you're a lot happier today. I am very happy. The the two weeks you were gone, the shows went very, very well with all credit yeah. going to my guests. So uh, well, I was you kept very fortunate to have two people who made it easy to uh, keep it going by myself, but I'm very happy to have company again. Uh, so that yeah. if my, uh, you know, dog throws up or my kids need something <laughs> while we're on the show, I can put the phone down. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome yeah. to all our listeners. I am Terry Morrow. I am the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education, and I write about special needs for com at specialchildren.about.com. I'd like to mention to anybody out there listening to us live that we are not taking phone calls. But the chat room will be open if you'd like to stop in and suggest a question. I'll try to work it in if we have time. And I do want to mention this week that since our topic is self-regulation, something that I saw this week that really tickled me and made me feel like many of our behavioral concerns are making it into the mainstream uh, Mm -hmm. is that Sesame Street has put out a video of Cookie Monster singing to the tune of I Love It, one of the big songs of the summer, Me Mm -hmm. Want It, about how he wants a cookie but he's going to wait and it's all about self-control, and one of the lines is Cookie Monster singing, I can self-regulate, which made me laugh. (laughs) And then at another point he says, I am functioning like an executive. So executive function is making it into the mainstream as well. So if you haven't seen that video, if you go onto YouTube and search for Me Want It or Cookie Monster Me Want It, you should be able to find that right at the top. And I encourage you to listen to it and show it to your kids and have a good laugh. That we're starting to, whereas Sesame Street is, Addressing our concerns They're and uh, also the topic of our show today. Yes, we yes, have our is. guest. However, is not Cookie Monster. So no, <laughs> not this week. You never know. <laughs> no, <laughs> we have um, a very well-known guest this morning, um, expert, author, uh, educator, Dr. Stuart Shanker is here with us this morning to talk about self-regulation and the impact it has on our kids' ability to learn and pay attention and remain calm and, um, you know, sort of put off those uh, behaviors that we impulsively want to do. So uh, lots of interest for parents and teachers today. I think Mm -hmm. we can definitely learn a little bit more about self-regulation and what we can do to improve it and to strengthen it. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Shanker to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, guys. It's been an entertaining couple of minutes so far. (laughs) <laughs> good, you haven't fallen asleep on us yet then That's great Yay. We're off to a good start <laughs> Can you actually start by uh, telling our listeners A little bit about your background And the work that you do Before we get into our 
uh, more formal questions? Sure. Uh, I was trained in the States by a developmental psychiatrist called Stanley Greenspan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stanley and I worked okay. together for, uh, he created a therapy called DIR. And mm-hmm. Stan and I, many years, actually wrote a book together and, called The First Idea. And because of that book, I got a $7 million grant to mm-hmm. test out these ideas about self-regulation, see if they actually work, yeah. um, and if produce the kinds of benefits that anecdotally we were seeing in our work with children. And the study that we did was run out of an institute at my university, York University, called Mary, M-E-H-R-I. The uh, uh, intervention was very successful mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways. So on the basis of that, we were asked to roll out a program in Canada, which is quite literally exploding on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a self-regulation initiative. And the idea really, it started off, we wanted to bring inclusive practices into classrooms in about 20 different school districts. But um, I'm not sure which one, which of you said this, I think it was Terry. Uh, What we discovered very quickly was that these practices were benefiting uh, truly all of the kids. And this has Mm -hmm. now become a universal model. um, And it's really an example of how by working with children with special needs, we've um, developed techniques that are benefiting every single kid, and believe me, every single kid needs it. Mm-hmm. So you can learn all about this initiative um, at www.self-regulation.ca. This is a wonderful website created by the Ministry of Education in BC, and it has all kinds of valuable uh, information that you can download for free. That's wonderful. Thank you, and I'll take that uh, link and post it up on my um, uh, website and Facebook page for listeners, so uh, they'll have access to it. And and I think it's it's wonderful because being an educator for the last twenty years or so, we've certainly come a long way just in that brief period of time into understanding children more, as opposed to saying, you know, stop that. Why can't you stop that? You know, you need to stop that now. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about behavior or um yeah. you know things that are happening and and now we come to realize that it's more than just a purposeful behavior it's something that there's a there's a root to it so now that's quite the key self regulation and I guess the reason why I'm on the phone today um and I couldn't have put it better myself mhm yeah no it's uh definitely something that we want to learn more about so uh, before, well, uh, let's just start with with a general question. What is self-regulation? Can you describe that to us and our listeners? Yep. Um, so uh, I actually saw that um, Cookie Monster video as well. <laughs> um, and uh, you guys will be interested to know this. Uh, one of the very first animations, and it may have been the very first animation that Walt Disney ever did, is about mm-hmm. exactly the same thing. It's uh, called something right. like self-control. And it features uh-huh. Donald Duck losing his self-control, and I think it was done about 1936. No. Wow. So, wow. Uh, and you can see that on YouTube as well. Okay. Um, so this is an idea that's been around for an awful long time. So why mm-hmm. didn't we why didn't we do this a lot earlier? Mm-hmm. And the answer really is because of a fundamental confusion between what self-regulation is and what self-control is. 
And um, the same confusion, by the way, is still present in that Cookie Monster video. Yeah. So let's off. We'll talk a little bit about what self-regulation is, and then I think, uh, if you want, we can just clarify the difference between these two things. Yeah, please. Self-regulation mm-hmm. is a system that is really um, controlled by some of the deepest mechanisms in our brain, and it's a system for dealing with stress. What what happens is when there's a stress, uh, mm-hmm. the brain responds by releasing all kinds of neural hormones, and these burn up an awful lot of our energy. The brain only has a certain amount of energy. Mm-hmm. So what happens mm-hmm. is uh, the brain responds to the stressor by um, you know, burning gas, burning fuel, and then it has to go into a recovery phase. Mm-hmm. And if the child has too much stress in their life, then that recovery phase gets strained. It loses its resilience. It loses its capacity to get back to uh, a baseline of being calm. Yes, yes. When do we know that that's happening? When do we know that the child's stress system has been overused? Well, this is exactly what Nicole was just saying. Um, we have all sorts of signs. Uh, it could be that the child becomes very impulsive mm-hmm. or that the child mm-hmm. can't pay attention. The child can't even hear our voice. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that becomes very crappy or very volatile. In the old days, um, we, what we'd say is, well, this is, a, this is a, a problematic behavior and we've got to somehow uh, extinguish it, uh, control mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what that does is, and, and typically you do that using punishment and reward, yeah, but yeah, those yeah. are stressors in themselves. So what you were doing, mm-hmm. especially with children with special needs, was you were taking a bad situation, uh, they were only behaving this way because they were overstressed, and then you were stressing right. them ever further. Yeah, right. So right. when we look at, when we work on self-regulation, what we're doing is we're trying to figure out what are the stressors for this child and how can we reduce those stressors. And then finally, the most important step is self-regulation, So Mm -hmm. can we teach the child how to do this for themselves? Can we teach the child how to identify when they're becoming agitated and what to do to get back to being calm? And what we saw in the Big York study that we did was um, that not only is this possible, but we did it with little kids that were fairly low-functioning with autism. So, in Mm -hmm. fact, what we've seen across the board now is that all children can learn this, Mm-hmm. And the key here is something that one of the two of you also said. It's called reframing a child's behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means simply um, seeing these behaviors as signs of a nervous system that's been overstressed. As soon as right. the adults working with the child um, understand this, everything changes. The whole dynamic right. changes. Mm-hmm. And you get mm-hmm. a whole new kid in front of your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Definitely, I can just attest to seeing children who are having difficulty with uh, their self-regulation skills or, you know, trying to um, manage their situation, and the teacher is getting more upset or the adult is becoming more upset with the child, and, of course, that in turn is creating more stress for the child, and it's just a real nasty cycle that goes on. So it's... um, Yeah, that's exciting. yeah. I know a lot of the time the thing that's caused stress is maybe not immediate, 
Uh, it's something mm-hmm. that's been building over the day, so it's difficult for the teacher to see what's going on. I know there's a concept uh, called a, the stress speedometer that that yeah. something happens and, and the kid's getting more and more stressed, but it's from something that they started off at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And can so we, can we the thing that tips them over that? is... Yes. Oh, sorry? Guys, yeah. Can we talk about that for a sec? Yeah, that's sure. sure. Um, Okay, I think that of all the things we can talk about today, that may be the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Because um, really what we're learning is that uh, stress is, is, is really a very subtle concept. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all kinds of things are stressors that we never suspected were stressors. So right. for guys like me, for scientists, we look at stress as anything that triggers that brain response to start burning energy. Well, mm-hmm. uh, the three of us know that when you're working, say, with children with special needs, that might be loud noises uh, yeah, or right. could be uh, low-frequency noises are a huge stressor for the kids we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a low-frequency noise? Well, it could be the, the sound of the air conditioner in your classroom or it could be traffic outside. These are, these are um, stressors that actually trigger um, a threat reaction. It could mm-hmm. be bright light. It could be a hard yeah. seat. It could be sitting too long. It could be other children. Right. Now, right. look at that very carefully because we are really concerned about some research that's been going on. Look, uh, we know that the problems that we're seeing in kids today are exploding on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and quite literally exploding. So yeah. you pick an, a, a problem and the numbers every year are climbing drastically. Yeah. And enough research out there telling us that this is a reflection that these children are under way too much stress. So what we've been studying very carefully is what might these stressors be? And that's where it gets uh, very interesting and very worrying. So let's Mm -hmm. take as an example something like a video game. Um, Mm -hmm. Video games are a physiological stressor. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about the content now, which which might be a stressor in itself, but the very, uh, the very um, uh, recruitment of the visual system burns in the yeah. it burns 65. The visual system uses 65 percent of the child's brain uh, energy. So mm-hmm. here's something where we're seeing more and more children spending more and more time in an activity which actually um, leads to that slow. They may be they may have been on that machine the, the system for an hour before they've come to school. So you're already mm-hmm. behind. Yeah. Um, we know that certain. We know that junk food. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kessler's uh, book, uh, The End of Overeating. Uh, I'm not personally a very, a very important yeah. book because it's really telling us that junk food is a stressor, a physiological stressor. So the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we see these, what we're seeing is um, uh, a generation of children that are underslept. That's a that's a stressor. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, so the list goes on and on. So we want everyone to understand that when we talk about stress, we're not simply talking about psychosocial stress. We're not simply talking about right. you know, stress of trying to do something that you find frustrating, although that's a stressor. Right. Yeah, but right. there are environmental stressors, and that's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. for any kind of inclusive practices. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, because I think that really helps the teacher – or the parent adjusts the child's schedule, adjusts the environment. And I know that I've talked before about environmental issues in the classroom and in inclusive classrooms. 
they're just as important as the content that you're delivering and that you're teaching I your children. I could not agree more. I yeah. could not agree yeah, more. And so then the I've, next I've step that we in our self-regulation initiative is we say, okay, fine. When we work with these children clinically, what do we do? Well, we have all kinds of stress-reducing techniques that we use, right? Mm-hmm. Ways mm-hmm. of fixing the nervous system. So, you know, these are, you, you, you'll know them all. So you may want to use um, things like uh, scoosh ball or TheraBand, mm-hmm. or maybe you want to have different kinds of seating, or maybe you want to have exercise breaks, or maybe you want to have calming breaks. Mm-hmm. So the question that was on our mind was, can you bring these these calming activities into the classroom and make mm-hmm. them uh, a regular part of uh, the child's, um, I'm not saying this properly, what we want is, like, there's a program out there called Mind Up. Mm-hmm. Mind Up is a fabulous program. But what we want is, uh, and what it does is it develops mindfulness and the children do things like uh, deep breathing or visualization. But we mm-hmm. want this to be something that becomes a part of their, 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 their day-to-day routine that they will choose when they need it so that they know what it's about, they know what it feels like. Instead of having a scheduled period, we want them, we want them experimenting with the things that calm them when they're getting uh, anxious or yeah. agitated, and then um, the freedom to do these things while learning. And what we have discovered is that not only do you see a, a quite remarkable reduction in behavioral and emotional problems, but um, a very, very significant enhancement in learning. And there's a, some very interesting uh, brain science behind why that is happening. It's really just a case now of uh, we understand enough of what's going on here. Let's get on with it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Terry, I yes. think you had a question about um, signs of well, a child when a child has problems. Yeah, I think we feel like we've already touched on that a little bit, but um, what are the, some of the signs that a child is having problems in self-regulation? I think we all know the signs of the end of that process, which is when mm-hmm. they're flipping out. But what are some ways you can tell that the child is having trouble with self-regulation when it's still possible to you know, drop them back from the major misbehavior? Is there things that teachers so, or parents can look out for? So there's two different ways of answering that question, guys. So I'm going to do the the proper answer first, which is kind of mm-hmm. a more clinical <laughs> answer. Uh, there are four okay. signs that we look for that tell us when the child is in a state of heightened uh, stress reactivity. And mm-hmm. really what that means is kids' motor is constantly running way too high. Mm-hmm. The four yeah. signs are, first of all, that when the child has a meltdown, um, they have an awful lot of trouble recovering. So they stay in that agitated state. You know, typically, we don't, you know, a kid has a meltdown, fine. Let them, give them a breather, let them recover. But when the system's mm-hmm. overstressed, it takes them a long time to calm down. So that's yeah. one sign. Okay. The second sign is they have meltdowns in really inappropriate situations. Uh, <laughs> what I mean is, yeah, there was a stressor, but it wasn't that big. It wasn't that big a deal. But yeah. the kid loses it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. The third one is that the child's response. Maybe there was a stressor. Okay. So maybe you know the teacher. You know the kid wanted to answer the question. Teacher didn't re- ask somebody else. The kid gets upset. Um, mm-hmm. But the child's response, the meltdown, is out of is way out of whack with the yeah. seriousness of the actual stressor. 
And mm-hmm. then the fourth one is that the kid is very, very volatile. So the kid can go from one state to yeah. another um, at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, so those are the sort of, th- those are called the four signs of when a child's in an allostatic load, meaning the child's system's been overstressed. But for teachers, mm-hmm. the signs are really, really interesting and, and um, really much more uh, immediate. So let me give mm-hmm. you a real good one. When a child... Uh, when a child goes through this kind of stress response that we're talking about here, mm-hmm. um, the way the brain responds, it's it's, it's kind of cool. So the brain, it, it, it sends all kinds of energy to deal with the stress, but it also what it does is it shuts down all kinds of things. Um, yeah. Basically, it's a shift that we talk about as a shift from a learning brain to a survival brain. Really, mm-hmm. um, what it means is, is that in order to conserve energy, energy, the brain has to stop supplying it to certain things. Okay, so like what? Well, uh, I can't remember which of you mentioned executive functions at the beginning. That's Mm -hmm. one of the things that gets shut down. So the the prefrontal, the part of the brain which houses those systems, the brain shuts that Mm -hmm. down. Um, They become hypofunctioning. So the kid, what that means is is that when the kid is in that state, he has a lot of trouble uh, stringing, solving a problem, a lot of Mm. trouble inhibiting an um, impulse, a lot of trouble. Um, Okay. Another thing that gets shut down, which is absolutely fascinating, is the muscles in the inner ear, the middle ear, sorry, get shut down. So the child's ability to hear the human human voice, isn't that interesting? So here you are yelling at Johnny, 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 Johnny. He doesn't actually (laughs) hear it. Yes. So wow. Another one that's fascinating is the child's ability to read facial expressions degrades mm. quite significantly. He doesn't see that mm-hmm. you're angry. He doesn't see. So all of these things. So basically, the the lesson here is all those things that kids do that drive us nuts. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not because they're being weak. It's not because <laughs> yeah. they're not exercising self-control. It's because when they've gone into this overstress state, the um, th- those systems are shut down. Uh, right. They yeah. don't. You want to bring those systems back online. What you do is you've got to get the you got to fill the gas tank again, and that's what mm-hmm. self regulation is mm-hmm. all about: filling up, filling the gas right. tank again. Yeah. Great, so, so what are the what are the so you're you're describing here exactly the problems I've been having with my son recently, and I know that it's based on stress, but it's still difficult mm-hmm. to deal with. How do, how do you bring the kid down? What do you do to relieve that stress in the moment? Um, I mean, I know you can look at things generally and try to, to relieve them from the outside, but when you're in the moment, how do you help them calm down and get those systems so, back online? Um, so what, what your listeners have to realize in answer to that question, Terry, is that, first of all, every child is different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we talk about this as individual differences, and what that means is is that you've got to experiment on your you've got to experiment with your kid sure. um, to find uh-huh. out what works for him. So I'll give you an example in one second. Uh, but the other point is the little buggers change on us all the time. <laughs> so what worked last week may not work this week. Absolutely. So, okay, but if there so are I've some got an eleven-year-old son, and, I ho- and he's home this morning. I hope he's not listening to this. So he came home <laughs> last night from hockey. And it was um, it was uh, about ten o'clock, and he usually goes to sleep at around eight thirty. And he was wired. He was he was right up there, and I knew what had happened. Right, so he'd had a long hard day, and he 
he'd used up he he was running on adrenaline at this point. And if I was too um uh directive about it, too you know, too authoritarian, uh mm-hmm. I would have but I had a big. We would have had a, a real meltdown. Right. But I have one of these things that I've learned with my son works, where it's one of those head scratchers that you use uh, for Spectrum Kids. Have, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it looks kind of like a, an egg beater, a little whisk. Yeah. Right. So what I did was, so he was in the process of what he thought was gently um, patting the cat, but was anything but. And while <laughs> he was doing this, I just scratched his head once or twice with the scratcher and talked gently huh. to him, and it brought him down almost instantly. It was quite wow. interesting to see it. Wow. So what we so what we look for with our kid is um, we constantly want to be asking ourselves uh, reactive and proactive. And I loved what I think it was mm-hmm. Nicole said at, about 10 minutes ago. You know, like the signs were there an hour ago, two hours ago. Um, yeah. So we know that there are certain things that are going to leave him in that state. So we want to mm-hmm. uh, we want to um, um, uh, you know mitigate in advance. But when it mm-hmm. happens, basic rules are you know in psychiatry the basic rule is counter react. So uh, what mm-hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to slow my speech down. I'm going to mm-hmm. lower mm-hmm. my voice. I'm not going to respond to anger with anger. Um, I'm going to yeah. try to downregulate him using the most wonderful uh, tool that I have, which is my voice. I'm going to soften uh-huh. my look, accept it to touch. I'm going to gently touch him, figure out what kind of touch he likes. All those things yeah. just to calm the situation. And, and obviously, we have to uh, remove, you know, like we have to get, this has to be done in some kind of a quiet space. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, let me just say one last thing, okay, Terry? Um, What I think is absolutely pivotal here is, um, and it's implicit in your question, you said, what can I do? And I think that that's Mm -hmm. just huge. Because when when scientists study this, we use, uh, there are three systems for stress regulation. Uh, The first one is Uh called social engagement. The second one is fight or flight. And the third one is immobilization. Fight Mm -hmm. or flight and immobilization are pretty bad for the kid, right? Mm -hmm. So what it, yeah. Social engagement means at that point, and this is the key, at that point mm-hmm. that it happened, he needed you. His brain yeah. couldn't do it. He needed that right. higher order brain to give him the support. And the more we do it, the better they learn how to do it themselves as they grow right. older. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's intersecting yeah. at that point. Yes. Then, yeah. okay. And really what you said about about them being in survival mode at that point is really useful. It's always surprising mm-hmm. when you see a kid that's reacting that way, but it's good to think about that yeah. that's what his body is, you know, things well, are shutting is, down and that's where he's at. Isn't so that even just the big in terms of approaching him. From, Tara, yeah. from Temple Grandin? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Even just, you know, approaching, uh, you know, if, if you tap the kid on the back and they don't know you're coming, <laughs> they're going to react in a way over-the-top way. And it's just very that's easy exact, to kind of start now exactly coming around right. on his side so he can see me coming before I get there, and then yeah. you don't get that sort of thing. But you have to really strategize it, it that way it. instead, of, instead of going, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? And then you start yelling back, and then everything just explodes. Yeah, yeah that's self-regulation, so, guys. Yeah, wow. yeah that's Wonderful. really... Uh, yeah, it's, okay, I mean, it's so hard I, because often... Yeah. Sorry. Good. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, you know the book that you're going to mention at the end. What they mm-hmm. what they can do is um, there are all kinds of practices in the book for both prevention and reaction, but there's also lots mm-hmm. of stuff for parents that they can download for free uh, that the publisher provided. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. little tip sheets so you can begin practicing these things. I loved your one just now about, you know, like go let him see you, don't come from behind. That's a big one. Right. So these are the kinds of little things that, you know, you add them all together, and it's quite astonishing. Uh, what we've seen over and over is a child who's had the stress reduced, uh, all of a sudden the child is smiling, the child is happy, mm-hmm. and those things yeah. were bothering you. The things that you thought were poor self-control, like, say, aggression or impulsivity, it just naturally subsides. You didn't have to do anything. They go on their own because the parts yeah. of the brain that control that have come back online. Wonderful. That's great. Such great That's information. Great. Thank it. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, unfortunately, guys. we have to wrap it it's up for fun. today, but this is, has been really helpful information, uh, just immediately for me now, <laughs> in addition to our yeah. readers. But, uh, again, uh, uh, the book is Calm, Calm Alert, and Learning, and uh, we thank you very much for being our guest today. And I'd like yeah, to thank, thank our you. listeners for tuning to our program this morning. Please join us for next week's show when we'll be talking about unified sports. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where Nicole tweets under the name inclusive underscore class, and I am at Mamatude, M-A-M-A-T-U-D-E. And finally, you can download our past podcasts for free on Stitcher and iTunes. Goodbye, everybody, and have a great week. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.